When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. To Jeff Cameron Show. Thanks for being part of it. I'm Jeff. That is Tom, Director Matthew in house. As usual, Twitter at J Cameron Show. Hello, everybody on the chat. Hello, everybody listening on 93.3. We'll talk radio, War Chant TV. Appreciate that. Uh, <clears throat> what did I say? I made a mistake about what here? I just now see this. I'm getting caught up. Oh, I said, what did I say? I named the wrong Kelly. People are saying I made a mistake in the chat. I, I I wasn't looking there. I would have come back to mention that, but uh, Tom can inform me later on. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. I don't know what I said. I, it, it's nice. To, <laughs> um, yeah, he did to be OC, right? Correct. Yeah. Oh, I said the NFL. Yeah, he just left for another OC job. That's what I meant. Oh, my apologies. You got me. But leaving a head coaching job to be an OC was the gist of what I was getting at, which is I could understand that. I could I could see it would be rough. But you're right; it all it probably has to do uh, with whatever ugliness is behind the scenes there in a bad locker room and in the current environment in college football. It's, br- it's brutal. We're going to see more of it. The the coaches. So like Andy Reid was asked repeatedly after last night's Super Bowl victory, would he retire? And I remember thinking, other than age, why on earth would you retire when you have Patrick Mahomes as your starting quarterback and that burgeoning defense? You know, like that that defense in the modern era of football, you've got to be able to stop people's passing games, and they do it better than anybody with young quarters corners. Needs it's needs a good player. They're they're going to be all right, and he's got that guy at quarterback, man. He, I hate to be mean, but my man didn't stop coaching when his son died. You think he's going to stop coaching now? Like, you got it. He's in a good situation. This is, um, if he was dedicated back then when things were tough in his personal life, I think things have probably cleared up a little bit for him. And I'm not, I'm not trying to ignore tragedy or make light of it. I'm just pointing out. Life circumstances were pretty tough at one time in that guy's life, and he stuck with coaching, which is a time-consuming job, to say the least. You think he's going to walk away now? No, man. This is this is as good as it gets for a coach at his age. 
Well, and you heard it at the top of the hour. It's a plus 750 if you want to bet on Kansas City to win it again for a third straight year. If they did, now he's running down Belichick because, interestingly enough, he gets credit for his Philadelphia tenure. The more Super Bowls he wins yes. because of how consistently good that, that football team was. This is the thing Shanahan has to hope for. So that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Look, people back then knew Andy Reid was a good football coach, but the same criticisms of Andy Reid at Philadelphia are the same things being said right now about Shanahan in San Francisco. Time management situations were ugly for Andy Reid back in the day, as Director Matthew nods his head <laughs> repeatedly. I mean, that was something that plagued Andy Reid. And then, of course, when you're in these moments, when you have these opportunities and you don't win them, if you get there enough, it stops being cute. It stops being a thing that you get praised for, and it starts being the thing that is the monkey on your back. This is like Bowden before he won one. It's like Tom Osborne before he won one. It's like Phil Mickelson before he won a major. Oh, great, you finished second a bunch of times, and you've been in the mix in every major for the last four years. Yeah, at some point, you're a choker, pal. You're not great because you're there all the time. You suck because you're there and can't finish. That's what people do. They turn on you immediately. So I think Shanahan's a good coach. He's got some foibles, some things to work through. He's had uh, a through line with some of these mistakes where there's a little tightening factor we could get into. But the point is... You can't consistently get there. And he's gotten there. He brings quarterbacks that are pedestrian to the Super Bowl. He takes guys. I mean, Jimmy G went to a Super Bowl. That guy's pretty pretty much the definition of average. Average-ass quarterback is what he is. And I'm not real sure Purdy's much better. So we'll see. Purdy's got a long career ahead of him. He'll be in the league. We'll see. He's got limiting attributes. Okay, I will say that. He's got limiting attributes. Let's see what he ends up doing. We all know, by the way, and this is what great ones do, so this is not Purdy's fault per se, but go ahead and give Patrick Mahomes San Francisco's roster. Let's see who's winning Super Bowls, one after the other, because that's a pretty damn fine roster, friends. And he had that early in his career when he was on his rookie contract. You know, offensively speaking, they were loaded. They were absolutely loaded. And this is the worst offense I think he's going to have. Now, they've got to afford Jones, and they've got to pay him in the offseason. And they've got some other things they got to move around. But the salary cap continues to go up. They're going to get more relief as time goes on with some of the veterans, like a Kelsey, maybe a year or so that come off the books. And that's a lot of money you can redistribute. But, man, they're going after weapons now. They're, this is going to be a much, much better offense next year. And I thought Pacheco was a really good development heading into the Super Bowl. They got spooked, too, by his fumble. Uh, but he runs pretty hard. So I, they've got some pieces there. Obviously, they just won the Super Bowl. It's funny to say it like this. But they've got some pieces to be really good. But, man, he's going to have, at minimum, one all-pro type receiver. Uh, in addition to probably a high draft pick that they spend a first or a second rounder on a wide receiver in this next uh, draft. Yeah, Tom, well, I hope you're wrong. I don't like your tone. I don't like this projection of more Kansas City dominance, pal. You can stifle that nonsense right here, right now. I'm done with it. That's the thing about Kansas City. It's funny because I've always liked Kansas City. You have too. Yep. I've kind of always liked Andy Reid. He's an affable fat ass. We all like affable fat asses. See? Santa Claus. But, you know, I mean, at some point, I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes. 
His brother is a clown. And there's some other factors there on that Chiefs team. Like, I'm not a Kelsey fan. He's a really great player. I'm objective. I know he's great. He's an all-time leader in the postseason, especially in receptions. It's unbelievable. But, man, I got, I'm done with Kansas City. That, that time is up. Great. You were off in the forest for much of my life, and nobody cared about you. And it was a cute little story once when Joe Montana went there and won a playoff game. Well, nice. Great. Then later on, Tom fell in love with you because he liked Alex Smith, and they came up short too, and that's fine. It was all well and good. But now that you're the conquering heroes of the NFL, we can, you've, re, you've, you've become a habitual line stepper. You've now crossed that line again. Now that's too many wins. We know how this works in the sports world. You could be a perfectly decent human being who doesn't do anything wrong off the field, certainly earns it between the lines, puts in the time, kicks ass, is clearly the best player at his position. But if you win one too many times, you can go to hell. I'm done with you. It's like when the Yankees were really good and they were spinning more than everybody. We're like, okay, I'm about done with this. I hope Derek Jeter shatters his ankle. I'm just saying it. You know, that's, that's where we were. We were done with it. And today, unless you're a Kansas City fan, in which case, congratulations, because you got the guy and they are loaded for bear and they're going to continue to be great and you're flying high. And I got it. You should. If this were the Bucks, I'd be doing the show pantless today. So I got it. Celebrate your championships. Flags fly forever. Celebrate. Do it. But the rest of us hate your ass now. We're done. It will be irrational. We'll just find things to hate about you from this point forward, even when you don't do anything wrong. In fact, many people already do. They just get mad because the Chiefs keep winning. Like, for example, Patrick Mahomes' voice is annoying. It annoys everybody. It's a very annoying voice. It's a ridiculous voice. No man should have a voice that sounds like that. He sounds and looks ridiculous. It's kind of funny when he's winning a championship, when he wins a few games, when he's a cool story that the kid that was in the draft that a lot of people didn't think would become much, that he was probably a system quarterback, is now a guy that is kicking ass in the league. It's all cute that he sounds that way. Win a few championships, one too many, and we go, this man is a clown. This is ridiculous. That's how this turns. And that's where we're at. There's a, a tone in your voice that sounds like me when Nadal started to emerge uh, on Team Federer. I'm going, hey, <laughs> hey man. So, somebody can beat this guy now in, in France. Somebody, about you know, done he's, with right, all hey, <laughs> he's, at, he's at 14. Hey, hey. Excuse me, and then Joker right behind him, like, "Hey, man!" And and are there going to be any nineteen-year-old phenoms that could rise up maybe once in a while and beat this guy? Anybody? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. right, he's getting really close to Roger's record. You guys. were getting panicked, is what you were. You were like, "This is not funny anymore." Even if Rafa catches him, that's qualified because it's only one place, and he's won a couple of times elsewhere. But hey, man, this ain't cool. And then when Rogers got a chance to beat him in Wimbledon in the fifth set, and it's an unforced error, I go, "Hey, man, he's gonna pass you. He's gonna pass you, Roger. What are you doing, Roger?" And that's what that's what Mahomes is doing. Right yeah, what well, happened? Uh, I remember it. I knew you had such a soft spot in your heart for Roger Federer, and I, and we all saw what was happening with Jokic. We were kind of like uh, Jokic. We were like the Joker's is the real deal and i was like you know i i think he's gonna pass him and you're like no no and i'm like oh that sounds desperate that sounds I mean, like he knows he's damn well gonna pass oh, him. <laughs> there are so many sundays of grand slams over the years too many to count where i'm like come on no 
Yeah. <laughs> Somebody beat and this like, bastard. And it's like Medvedev. I'm like, come on, Medvedev. You can do it. Come on, Medvedev. Man, do this. I, you know how many teams I care nothing about the last two years that I've rooted for as if they, my life depended on it when they faced Kansas City? Like, I don't care anything about Baltimore. Nothing. I care nothing about the Bills. I care nothing about any the Dolphins, any of these teams. I'm like, come on, Miami. You can do it. You can overcome the freezing conditions. I'm sure of it. <laughs> that's that's where we're at. People rooting as if their life depended on it for anybody to knock those bastards off. That's how you know you've entered. People always wonder, like, well, at what point is it called a dynasty? At the point when everybody hates your ass. Even those that once liked you are now like, I, I never said that. I, I, don't, I don't care for them. Never have. It just becomes this alternate thing. Like, you could have had dinner with me at some point in which I said, you know, good for Andy Reid. And that Patrick Mahomes sure is likable. What a fun team. I hope they win it all. I would deny that to the death right now if you brought that up. But, oh, I've always hated them. Screw them all. He's taking Justin Watson to a different level. Bucks cast off Justin Watson. That's what he just did. It is. Uh, they stumbled into this one. That's the hard part. Like they're going to earn another one. They're going to earn one. And yeah, dominate. that's why you got to get them when they're reeling yeah. like this. You had them. You had them. And that defense is only going to get better. They're so young, and they keep getting better every week. I'm like, oh, it's happening. Look at this. This is how people win six and seven Super Bowls. Like, Tom Brady early was okay. He wasn't a game changer. People weren't looking at Tom Brady like, look at this Tom Brady. They're like, oh, he's pretty good for a guy drafted in the sixth round, you know, who had to fill in for Bledsoe after Bledsoe nearly died on the field. They're like, well, good for that Tom Brady character. He's got some what for, doesn't he? Guy's got some moxie. And then they win a Super Bowl, like, 13 to 10 or some nonsense or whatever that was, 20 to 17. You're like, oh. The kid didn't pee all over himself. Good for him. Good for that guy. And then, like, they win another Super Bowl because Bill Belichick's defense is awesome. And they're still like, well, that Brady boy, he sure did go to the right place. Good for him. He's a great game manager. Really nothing special about him, but a very good game manager who doesn't lose games. He knows. He knows he's got a good. Reminds me of Big Ben. Yeah, Big Ben, that first Super Bowl win. Had to throw it 13 times. They're not asking that dude to do anything but turn and hand the ball off to the bus and let that defense dominate. And then, next thing you know, he's good. Like, enough time goes by, you're like, oh, he's suddenly gotten good. And, you know, that's when it takes off to another level, and then we all hate you. Mahomes is different in a lot of ways because that dude stepped on the field setting the world on fire. That guy came in – that. C.J. Stroud this year, right? Like, what is this? Why is this guy this good? Did any of us see this coming? No way. But he's that good. He's And, and there's no, like, a much of what I just said. I mean, this is fun. We're having a good time here. This is what we are as sports fans. I think I'm encapsulating what we are as sports fans. We, we like you. We like you. Ah, we hate you. That's Michael Jordan in a nutshell for the rest of the league in the NBA. You're like, look at Michael Jordan. What was Dean Smith doing with this guy at North Carolina to hold him 16 points a game? Jesus, Dean, we can get the hell out of this four corners nonsense and let this guy cook a little bit. I think he's got something. 
You're killing him. Now he's in the league with grown-ass men dropping 40 a night. We could have seen this in college basketball if you weren't so antiquated with this 1952 offense you're running. And then at some point, like, I hate Michael Jordan. I'm tired of this nonsense. This is ridiculous. (laughs) That's what ends up happening. And then he goes to Washington. He drops 50. And you're like, you catch wind. It's happening. And so you catch the game in the third quarter. You're like, look at him go. And you're just so proud. (laughs) That's that's the final step. We're not going to be there with Mahomes for another 10 years. But, I mean, even the sheriff, one final run for the sheriff. Can he catch his brother, Eli? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even him. He didn't. He the was defense so dominated, better. yeah. The year that they got destroyed by Seattle in the Super Bowl, that was the year where he was unbelievable. Peyton was setting records left and right. For Brady, there was a little bit of that in mm-hmm. Tampa. Mm-hmm. where I think a lot of people are like, well, okay. Uh, Can he, he, he still threw for over 4,000 yards. Yeah. I'm talking about where people come around at the oh, very, very yeah, yeah, end, yeah, and they're yeah. like, all right, one final. It's Tiger on the, the yeah. Sunday morning finish for the Masters. Sure, the whole world sure. is – even me. I didn't like Tiger for a long period there. And then I'm like, come on, Tiger. You, you can, can do, do it. This, buddy. We got weepy-eyed watching our Tiger roam the <laughs> fairways at Augusta. <laughs> there he is. There he is. He's about to tee off. It could be his day. I never Look thought this him. would he, happen again. He's chewing gum today. It's yeah. new. Yeah. <laughs> He hugged his kid like he cares for them. <laughs> that's it. He got me. Oh, man. That's that's what happened. That's what happened is Kansas City last night entered into that weird realm where we've built you up and we've watched your successes, and now, collectively, we hate you. And we can't – and we know dead to rights. We know we didn't. they didn't do anything wrong, although, again, Kelsey is insufferable. But Mahomes didn't do anything wrong. Andy Reid didn't do anything wrong. We like all these guys. They're, they're, you know what? It's nice to Kansas City. That franchise has been around forever. Hank Schramm and everybody. My mom and I talking about that on Friday, going back in the day. Lynn Dawson. I used to love Christian Okoye at running back. I thought it was pretty cool when Barry Word was there. There were all kinds of guys. I remember this franchise backwards and forwards. It was always a neat story. Middle America, great team. Good for them. Good for them. They're never going to win anything, but good for them. Their history got, is ancient history, long ago. They've got Dante Hall. The oh, best the human joystick. The yeah. Oh, man. What a player. I, th- that was my Madden team because I wanted to play as Dante Hall, and he was something else. Yeah, so it happened. And it, man, I was so. Johan Stenerud, good job, Life Spectator. Yeah, I mean, I just. God, dunk it. Yeah, last night I turned off the TV after the touchdown, and uh, Clark was like, well, damn it. And he never gets that demonstrative. <laughs> and I go, you're really mad. He's like, I'm tired of this. <laughs> well, you, you and me both. Because I don't even like San Francisco, but I was cheering for them last night. <laughs> I'm like, that's what you made me do. I'm done with you guys. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchan TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. Whether making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Chappelle, Warchant.com, going to join us in a couple of minutes before he does. And it's funny because uh, we were just talking about this during the break, Tom, and I brought up the fact that you and I, so you brought up the, the, the guys who stay in it long enough that you come back around on in respect just because you have to admire the career, even though you knew the reason you disliked them was nonsensical to begin with just because they hurt your team or you got tired of them because they won too much. We've all, we're all guilty of that. There's plenty of people that we just don't like because they've won too much in our eyes. We've just decided, yeah, that's enough for you. I'm tired of this. Uh, and so, so it happens, right? And then if they, do, if they go through something and come back from it, it could be injury, it could be personal crisis, it could be a drug addiction. I mean, Americans are very forgiving people. I mean, there, there are guys out there that, you know, are a disaster in their personal life, all brought on by their own appetites. <laughs> Things like Sea Tiger Woods, you know, all of these things. And then, like, all right, well, I mean, who knows how we would react if we had $700 million and were the most popular man in any room? We might have succumbed to those same appetites. I don't know. I remember reading the article. I brought it up a million times. I think it was Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys saying after License to Ill came out, they all suddenly had $200 million and they were like 19 years old. I told Tom I'd have been dead. There's no, we we were going to have a good time, but it would have been brief. But I mean, so, you know, you root for people to come out the other side. And that's where I brought up you and I coming around on Steve Smith. If you recall, we, we, we grew to like Steve Smith. I loved Steve Smith. At the end, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning. Oh, he and DeLome. Oh, my God. Jake's running around in the Fox broadcast. Look at crazy Jake DeLome. He's doing mm-hmm. it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, with this guy. Yeah. And then Steve would just yap. Yeah, all the yap. time with the talking. Yeah. But then he went to Baltimore. I'm like, man, this guy's awesome. He's the best. <laughs> and he's tough. He was always tough. 
But he would back up. He would back it up. You're like, okay, well, you know. I think a lot of people did that with Jeter at the end, too. Everybody doffed the cap at the end. You're like, okay, I hate the Yankees, but you know what? Good on you, buddy. Good career. Good career. Yeah, agreed. Not uh, More so, I always loved Rivera. Always loved Mariano. Well, how could you not? And then somehow, someway, Andy Pettit gets, like, attached to this conversation. It's like, oh, God, no. No, 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 nope. no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Not, not him. Not him. Not Very few people can have the kind of repeated success we're talking about uh, now, first of all, if they do at the expense of your favorite team, you'll never come around. It, it'll take a lot for you to come around if it's at the expense of your favorite team. So, like the Yankees, those Yankees that paid a gazillion dollars to mask their poor management, yeah, I got tired of them very quickly because they just threw money at things, and I was sick of it. But there's always an individual player in there where you're like, okay, I'll ride the roller coaster with you. You've had too much success for my liking, but you really haven't done anything wrong personally. You're not out here beating women. I've never heard anything terrible about you. You just have to be good, and you're on the wrong team. And then at some point, when their career is almost over, you're kind of like, eh, oddly I may miss them. They were a part of the fabric of the bigger picture of the game here and all that good stuff. There are a couple of Braves like that. Oh, Greg Maddox for me. <clears throat> uh, John Smoltz, I really, I really liked too as a player, and I came around on him. Didn't like him, but not Larry Jones. Not Larry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were upset about the Hooters waitress. I'm sure that had to be oh, what no. it was. <laughs> very, very unsurprising behavior. Very unsurprising behavior. <laughs> Ira Chappelle joins us now on the Jeff Cameron Show. Hello, Ira. How are you, brother? I'm good. Is is Tom casting dispersions on uh players' character? Like I don't, I feel like those those Mets teams had some. Oh uh, gosh, the '86 Mets. Uh, it's a miracle they're not all dead currently. I mean, that is. I mean, they every one of them did more cocaine uh, than I mean all of LA put together in a given year. That was incredible. Uh, I don't know, man. My Pirates in the 70s, uh, the 79 oh. Pirates, Dave Parker and those boys may have been down for a good time, was the rumor uh, all those years ago. What we were saying, though, and I know you as an Orioles fan, and I also know you as a man, you will hold animosity. And <laughs> in particular, certain players and coaches, who's a guy? Because I was just saying, I don't know if you heard any of the show, but I was saying that Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes – they didn't do anything wrong. They just kept winning, and they just keep winning. He keeps finding ways. He's now in the pantheon of all-time great quarterbacks, but I'm done with him. I'm done. I, don't, I, I hope they never win another game. I'm tired of Kansas City. And oddly, I'm kind of tired of him, and he didn't do anything wrong. Um, who's a guy that you felt that way about, but then at the end kind of came around and were like, okay, all right, I respect it. You know, I mean, honestly, and it's recency bias. Um, first of all, I'm not with you on the Mahomes stuff. I'm all, I'm seeing Mahomes. Uh, I'm fine with the Chiefs. I like Taylor. I'm happy with the whole. Oh, thing. I, I don't have Taylor isn't part of our discussion. I got, I don't care anything about Taylor Swift. I, I hate Kelsey. He's a great player, but I can't stand him. He's a doofus. But I like Patrick Mahomes just fine. He's a wonderful player, and I like Andy Reid. Um, you know, it happens to be mostly, I think, with tennis for whatever reason. It's like <laughs> these guys who. Because what happens is, like, I'll I'll like somebody, and then I don't like the the. A lot of times, I don't like the person who's challenging that person. Like, so it, you know, at one point, I liked Bjorn Borg. Yes, and I'm, just, I'm dating myself. I was a McEnroe guy, so we would have been at odds. Right. So my sister was a McEnroe lady, mm-hmm. so we would have these arguments. But then, 
later in McEnroe's career, I'm like, you know, I like John McEnroe. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with, you know, later, I think in like later years, obviously, uh, you know, I really, I didn't love. Um, Agassi? I didn't, like, I, didn't, I didn't love Naval. Oh, okay. Nadal for a while. I liked better, but then like later, I'm like, you know what? I kind of like Nadal. And then it's Joker, this. <laughs> Joker. I'm just like, I don't like him at all. And then recently, I'm like, you know what? He's pretty impressive. So I think what happens to me a lot of times in tennis is as they get older and they win, and a lot of times they they maybe they change their behavior. They kind of grow on me, but more so, I think with tennis than any other sport. It's funny you bring that up. My grandmother does it with golfers. My grandma will watch a golf tournament. She's 97 years old. She still watches golf every weekend. And on Monday, when I talk, I call her at the beginning of every week, and we talk, and she'll go, did you watch the golf over the weekend? I'll go, yeah. She goes, I don't like that, and she'll name the golfer. And I'm like, "What? why don't you like him? Well, he doesn't seem very appreciative. I'm not real sure. <laughs> she, like, she's just reading body language, and she hates Jordan Spieth, hates him. And every time he comes up, she's like, I hope that Jordan Spieth doesn't win. He didn't shake hands when they played. Like, whatever it was she saw when he won one, she she hated it when he won the Masters. And she was like, oh, he was he did not smile and shake hands with whoever put the jacket on him. It was hilarious. Kim, Kim will do it with appearances. Sometimes, like, you know, just during the yesterday, just watching the, the studio stuff, was not a big fan of J.J. Watt because of his hair. Mm. Doesn't, doesn't know who he is, doesn't know anything about him but uh, decided she does not like him at all because of his hair. Well, many people hate the Watts. So it's you could tell her she's in a, in, in a place with a lot of people who share that sentiment. They, there's a, it's a level of, um, yeah, I, I won't say it. But, <laughs> they, they, yeah. But I, I, I think the more interesting thing is when you come around on a guy, when you hate a guy and then at the end you're kind of, I right. just said I just said I did it with Greg Maddox. I used to hate the Braves, used to hate the Braves pitchers, and then all these years later I appreciate many of those guys. And how good they were. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's ever been a Yankee that I would feel that way about. Uh, I don't think that's ever happened for me. Has it ever happened to you with a rival? Like a, a guy that beat you and then later you felt that way? Because uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I have. No. Um, I'm not trying to think if there's a guy that was largely responsible for beating the Buccos. I, I mean, we've been so bad for so long, there have only been some small snapshots of uh of success so we weren't in a position to win everything jake arietta can go to hell uh he can go to hell that guy right there that's steroid monger he can go to hell in all of his cheating ways so there's one and i'm not going to come around on him either <laughs> so so like when we get the sad news that thanks to all those steroids he has an enlarged heart and he's suffering medically i'm not gonna be like oh that's a shame i'll just be like oh that's what happens when you do so many steroids buddy that's how it works. Uh, what do you want to talk tonight about uh, as far as uh, you and I get together for the Smash, buddy? We're going OG. I want to talk about what Mike had to say and maybe what you gleaned. Yeah, from uh, down there in Orlando. Touched on a bunch of different topics. It was, it was pretty good. We haven't spoken to him really since uh, signing day. I think it, mm-hmm. uh, we've had a chance to really sit down with him um, since then. So, yeah, there's some good topics there that we can talk about. And also all these new newcomer interviews. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's – been a, a unique February where we, you know, we're really getting a lot of football information just because, uh, you know, all they're, they're, I think they brought in close to 30 newcomers this, this semester. I think it's about 13 scholarship freshmen and about 13 or 14 maybe um, scholarship transfers. And uh, so we're, we're rightfully throwing them with interviews. I think we had uh, nearly uh, double digits last week. So um, 
So we can, you know, talk about some of those guys. We can talk a little hoops, Jeff. My favorite thing about basketball, and we might be able to touch on this tonight, not that we're going to talk a lot of basketball. No. My favorite thing with the complaints about basketball is, and there's a thread on the Tribal Council right now, where people will have their dug-in notions about, like, what Florida State basketball is or the shortcomings, and then whenever they start losing, they just trot them out again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them uh, over the weekend was uh, after the uh, Virginia loss, it was, I hate this offense. All they do is just one-on-one basketball. It's terrible. We can't shoot, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, they just shot like 50-something percent against Virginia and scored like almost 80 points against Virginia, who holds teams regularly to the 30s or 40s. So I'm not saying that's not a good argument at some point in time. I'm just saying this particular week, it's a weird time, and that's always uh, something kind of that entertains me about that debate. 24 of 47, that's 51%, 51 51.1%. They also hit their free throws, which they don't always do, 26 of 33 in this game. But they were miserable from beyond the arc. You're right. The time to make the argument is not after dropping 76 on Virginia when some teams struggle to score 40. Right, right. So that's all. It's just uh, that that topic always uh, kind of humors me. <laughs> or, or the free throw shooting thing when it's it's like the days they sh- they don't shoot free throws. That's, yeah, that's one, that's one argument. But then, like you said, this past game they did shoot free throws. So it's just uh, it's a it, you know the it, the the big picture topic about where the program is and where it's going is certainly valid. It's just I just would like people to be a little bit more clued in at the moment about what they're complaining about. By the way, Ira, that is a and you've said this before and we've talked about it before and, and again we won't get uh, you know down in the muck on this because we will have football topics and other things to get caught up on but it is interesting. I mean it's a shame they started so poorly at 6-5 and five in the non-conference because they buried themselves and, and now they've played pretty well in the second part of the season um, but it's not going to be enough because now they're 13-10 and 10. And 13 and 10 is teetering. They're 97th uh, in terms of net ranking. Uh, they're on the outside looking in of the NIT. And I know we don't care about the NIT, but again, it's a it's a benchmark for a program where if you can't even get to that, then you're going to have a hard time convincing anybody there's positive momentum long term to keep ham, you know? Yeah, no, no question. And I think that, you know, really a lot of, you know, the only things that really can change their perceptions right now would be just to strong finish very strongly. Uh, in the, the remaining regular season games, and then have some sort of run in the ACC tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if you could win the ACC tournament, that would put you in the ter- in the NCAA tournament. But even if you just make a run, I think it would change the perspective because now you can do the okay over their last seventeen games, right? Or right. Five or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, so yeah, a lot of that's going to going to kind of paint the picture. Um, but yeah, man, it's, you know, this is a uh, in the big picture from a from a record standpoint. These last two. Two to three years have been, uh, you know, definitely uh, not what you're looking for from a coach that's been there for two decades. My brother, I'll talk to you tonight. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. All right, take care. That's Ira Chappelle, WarChant.com. We will join forces this evening on uh, WarChant TV for the Smash. Look forward to you guys joining us for that. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, WarChant TV. All right, friends, let's talk about Factor, that's right. Two-minute meals, fuel you up fast. Factor's restaurant-quality meals at that, ready to heat and eat whenever you are. I use them for my family. I use them every day to eat nutritiously, but also I'm on the go, and I want something calorie smart. There are times where I'll go a week worth of Factors for lunch, and I'll just go vegan or veggie. Other times I go pure keto. I can worry about, you know, 
whether it's vegetable uh, base or protein based or meat based or whatever it might be, they have the options for you all the way around. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout every time you do it. It's also flexible to your schedule. Head to factormeals.com slash Cameron50. I'm going to save you some money, guys. Do it up. It's delicious. Cameron50. Use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. That's code Cameron50 at factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. Trust me. Delicious. You'll thank me. A lot of variety. Tasty. Factormeals.com slash Cameron50. Production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. joining us on the program a moment of go a moment ago i should say by the way as of right now great rates at orange theory fitness so we're getting ready to come out of the uh the the damp dark coldness and into the spring you always should want to look your best but that's especially true when you have an opportunity to be wearing less clothing and soon that time will be upon you Get your fat ass over to Orange Theory Fitness and start hitting those treadmills with great vigor. You can do so and save money if you act now. Orange Theory Fitness, there's one in Midtown, and there's one on the north side over by Fresh Market. There you go. I've warned you. The warm air is coming. Fewer clothes necessary. Get it together. Orange Theory Fitness. I don't know that they've approved that... uh, approach to advertising but i think it's uh probably motivating just hearing hearing myself on the mic i think it's very motivating you you're motivating in general but this one is uh, one of your better <laughs> reads that you've ever done so I, I applaud you for that yeah well i think when i ad lib that's the way to go just like you can save five dollars a pound on any steak right now at social kitchen off of carry Forest. so go rub your meat and get set for Valentine's Day. That's another great one, right out the yeah. box. Yeah, really. When you ad lib, everybody kind of just gets nervous. We hang on. We're like it's it's like being on a roller coaster that for the first time you don't know where it's going. You don't know what the tricks are. Didn't watch a YouTube video about what's coming next. You just kind of hang on, and you say, "All right, he's going off script. Let's see how this goes." I was looking at previous dynasties in uh, professional football, the NFL. And you have one now in Kansas City, 2019 through 2023. That's uh, five total seasons, five winning seasons, a winning percentage of 759. That uh, over that stretch is the best in the NFL. Um, You go through the Appearances in the playoffs, obviously. Yes, there's five there. There's four Super Bowl appearances, three Super Bowl victories. You would then begin to compare and contrast other such dynasties and say, well, where do they rank? Um, and you have all the, you know, the New England dynasty, for example. That is a lengthy one. That is 2001 to 2018. 
18 seasons is, is insane. Those are 18 winning seasons. The winning percentage was at 764 during that time. In that stretch, far and away the highest winning percentage in the NFL. Uh, conference championships during that time, 13 of the 18 seasons they went to a conference championship. They won it 72% of the time. They went to nine Super Bowls, nine, and they won six. That's where Kansas City and everybody else is striving to get. Now, you can go back and use their opponent. And, Tom, this is where my age, once again, I'm fond of saying this, comes into play. I remember every one of these years that I'm about to mention. San Francisco. These are Super Bowl-era dynasties that we're talking about. So I'm not going back to when Detroit was really good in the 40s and early 50s. This is Super Bowl-era dynasties. 81-94, to 94, it seemed interminable that San Francisco was going to be this good, and they were. That's 14 seasons. There was a strike in there. The strike season of 82, they were 3-6. and six. It was short. It doesn't really count. So they had 13 winning seasons there. Winning percentage at 738. That was number one in the league during that time. They went to nine conference championship games. They won 64% of them. Now, that's the lowest for any of the dynasties, but they had some really good competition at that time, the Giants and the Cowboys, chief amongst them. Uh, They went to five Super Bowls during that time, and they won five Super Bowls. That's one short in wins of New England. It is four short in appearances. And the only other one that you would throw in this mix, not even the Cowboys of the early 90s here, you would look at 74-79, to the Pittsburgh Steelers, six seasons in total, six winning seasons, 766 winning percentage, best in the league, five conference championship games. They won 83% of their games. They went to four Super Bowls, and they won four Super Bowls. That was most assuredly the team of the 70s. So there are your dynastic uh, organizational chart breakdown, who's what all time in there. And uh, the Chiefs, I don't, I mean, you know, with a quarterback that young and a defense this good, and as you put it, an opportunity to improve a lot if they go get some receivers on offense, then my goodness gracious, they could, you know, we say it all the time. When Tom Brady retired, we were like, well, he's the GOAT. He's won seven Super Bowl rings, six in New England, one in Tampa. And, of course, he won against Patrick Mahomes uh, as the Bucs dominated the Chiefs. The rest of you bums, when you get a chance, you can't get it done. But not us Bucs. We beat that ass. Anyhow, having said that, uh, you know, he's this young. He, he may catch the six for one franchise. Yeah, this is uh, what greatness can do. This is the other side of it. You talk about rooting against people. You know, it, it gets to a point where you root against somebody. But then you also just give them things they don't have yet. Like, it feels like he's already at four. Like, he's going to get four. All right, can he get to five? You know, you, it's like when Tiger was at eight majors. Like, yeah. Well, he's going to get to 12. Is he going to get to 15? Mm-hmm. You, know, and you, just, you, you always assume that more is coming. Because it looks like, I mean, his career winning percentage, I looked it up, is uh, 77%. In, in his career. Now, I, I don't know if that includes the playoffs or not, because if it includes the playoffs, it could be nearly 80% of his games he's won since he's been a starter in the NFL. Um, but you just assume that, again, this was a year where they were stumbling in the dark. Nothing was getting done. Brady has a Super Bowl like that where on Monday Night Football, I think it was against the Chiefs, 
He was so bad, everybody said he's done. I think he won three Super Bowls after that. Point. Yeah, they got Maybe blown four. out by, like, was it against the Chiefs or the Bengals? I forget. It was Monday night. That's all. That's what I do remember. Yeah, it was Monday yeah. night football. And they got housed. I mean, it was yep. a hideous game. Well, there, yep. again, this season, you know, you're right. This is part of what great ones do, right? They, they, they find a way in the midst of what seems to be the end or a most significant downturn. And they keep fighting. They keep playing. You know, play the next play and just figure it out. We'll get it figured out. Keep fighting. Don't get down after a loss. Let's figure it out. Let's learn from it. Let's go from there. And, you know, you're running out of time, but you just keep going. And at some point, you may find it. The magic's there. You figured out the formula. Oh, this team has to do it this way. We can't do it that other way. That's not who we are. This team is very different. This team's going to win with defense first. I'm not going to have to carry the day week to week. I'll pick my moments. I still have my boy Travis Kelsey. I've got a young receiver in Rasheed Rice starting to emerge a little bit here. I've got a guy in Pacheco who I love. We can kind of control the ground game a little bit here and shorten some games if we need to. And I'll rely on my defense and play field position. And then when i got to make magic, I'll make magic. And he did. The other crazy part of it is, Donovan Smith now has two Super Bowls, and I don't. And he's everybody's least favorite left tackle, mm. and yet he's got two Super Bowls. Yeah, it's um that speaks to to me the deficiencies that that were present in Kansas City this year. And if they had lost, if Diggs catches the ball in Buffalo when he's open seventy yards down the field, you gotta catch that one. <laughs> we would be talking about the disappointment from start to finish that was Kansas City's season, and what do they need to do? They're broken. How do they get fixed? But you let him hang around, and now that conversation is not going to happen. Even though this was terribly underwhelming by their standards, they still win, and that's that's where that's how you get to six and seven. Like again, you pointed out some of Brady's titles weren't pretty. Hell, they beat the Rams recently, thirteen to three. Like Brady was lighting it up for five hundred and fifty no. yards in the Super Bowl. No, this uh, feels like that one. This feels like that kind of one for Mahomes, where he's like, yeah, all right, it's kind of whatever. But it counts. Well, and it's especially true, though, that he lit it up in the fourth quarter in overtime. And he had a ton of running, rushing yards in that moment as well. He, he stepped up when they had to have it. He just started taking off. He's like, okay, well, I, I guess you're going to let me win it. I guess you're going to let me win it. I, San Francisco fans today have to be thinking third and five, almost two-minute warning, get the first down, game's over. We win the Super Bowl if we can get a third and five. Or if we approach it as I've got two downs to get five yards to win the Super Bowl. Like, you know how along the way, baseball, and people were clamoring for this for years, a lot of the the analytics folks were telling managers at the top of their lungs before it was ever embraced at large in baseball that the most important inning might be the seventh. It might be the sixth. It could be the fifth when you're up 4 nothing and the bases are loaded with nobody out and your guy is struggling. Go get him. Put this fire out with the guy, your top closer. Go do it. He's needed now. He's a swing and miss guy, or he's a double play guy, or whatever it might be, right? And they, people would say, like, you don't have to wait. You're up five. You just walked the first two batters of an inning. Two on, nobody out. It's the seventh. Screw it. We get out of this. We're winning this game. Well, it's so funny. It's like if you're Shanahan in those moments – it's the second half. It's it's almost the end of the game. This is the game. This is it. 
I need five yards to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to call it differently on second down. I didn't like the second down play call, by the way. I'm going to uh, second down, third down. I know I'm going for it on fourth down. Really, at second down, you got to say, I got three downs to get five yards. Let's go. And we're going to win the Super Bowl. If I got some crazy ass trick play that I haven't pulled out yet, I'm doing it there. Uh, for me, it's it's that first possession of the third quarter. It's after the interception. That's where you win the game. You go up seventeen to three. Kansas win, yeah. City's lifeless. They they. I mean, look, that's what that's how the Bucks did it. They overwhelmed them. It was too late, and they yeah. kind of shut it down. But Frustrated. I'm low key happy with Kansas City because I was very Joe Public in the apps this week. So thank <laughs> you. I lost the coin toss though. I bet I bet on tails. Uh, I would have bet on tails as well. Hey, good work out of you, brother. I'll talk to you later. Good work, uh, director. Thanks to all of you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Be well. Don't forget the smash tonight, 7 o'clock, War Chant TV, myself and Ira Chappelle. Peace.